hey guys, welcome back to my art and self-improvement podcast. I'm Katie and I'm a life coach and artist. I'm a life coach for artists. I help artists stop procrastinating on their art so that they can get paid doing what they love. I struggled with anxiety, depression, self-loathing, so much self-sabotaging behaviors, and this is my weekly update of how I'm improving my mindset and my life one podcast at a time. So today I want to talk about something pretty big. I want to share with you how you can never self-sabotage again, ever. And it's going to be a lot more simple than you think. So I want to share with you this week what I learned from an occasion where I did self-sabotage and what I, how I solved it, how I really solved the problem once and for all um, and never self-sabotage again. So the, the week, the start of the week went really well for me. I was really following my schedule super well. If you heard my last episode, I was talking about how it's been so easy to kind of like lovingly say no to my brain, um, you know, from like a really kind place, um, just really letting my brain know, right? Like, hey, you know, this isn't, if we decide to um, go on Instagram and stuff, it's not actually going to solve any problems that we have that we're avoiding. We're just going to come right back to it and then we'll like look up and nothing has changed so why don't we you know stick to this and like it feels so much better if we do this like go listen to that episode anyway so planning has been really good has been going really well in the beginning of the week I've also been getting the best sleep I've ever gotten because I've been really good with my sleep schedule and stuff like that um yeah feeling really rested all of that stuff and then Wednesday came I'm pretty sure it was Wednesday and things went to shit because, um, and it's so funny to think back right now, but I got a new iPad, which has been really awesome. And I'm so excited for this iPad because it means that I can draw anywhere and everywhere. Um, I can take it with me anywhere. I just love drawing digitally so much more than traditionally. It just feels so right. And so I'm really excited to be even more prolific with this iPad. However, there is a learning curve, obviously, right? And Procreate, I haven't been a big fan of their brushes. Like, I just don't feel like I have that super feel of control with it. And I think there was a part of me maybe that was kind of pressuring myself to do this a lot faster. Um, But anyway, I downloaded my Photoshop brushes onto my iPad and it's like perfect now. Like I like almost, almost perfect. I still need to like practice a bit more, but it feels extremely, extremely good. And that, and I did that maybe like right before I go to bed. And sometimes this happens when something good happens um, before I go to bed, I can't sleep. I get all this anxious, excited, um, also worried uh, sleep and I just can't sleep. Um, I couldn't sleep until like 4 a.m. I think. And so it really ruined my schedule and, um, really affected me the next day. So I slept in, of course, because I needed the sleep and I wasn't able to do the things that I wanted to do the next day. And my brain was feeling super foggy and super weird, right? Like, um, really weird all day. And when we're tired, when we have a tired brain, it tends to get negative so much more easily. I always tell my clients that like, if you didn't get, if you didn't have good sleep 
the night before, just don't believe a word that your brain says. This is your tired brain right now. Like just don't listen. Just let it do its do its thing. And my tired brain was really beating myself up like crazy, you know, like um, really thinking about like how I really messed up. And also I recently um, have a really great opportunity right now where I've been really afraid of like ruining it. Um, pretty much like I'm I found a community that really loves my personal work and are actually paying for it. And it's like something I never thought was going to happen for a very long time. And so my brain has been so scared of ruining it. And so when I had this whole like sleep, sleep mess up schedule, um, my brain was all like, see, there you go again, sabotaging stuff here. You really are. You're really ruining things. So what I did on the day that I was so tired from all the weird, because of the weird sleep, I just took a long walk. I went on a walk and it's great. Oh my God, it was so nice. I went like far into nature. Um, okay, not that far, but just like I wanted to like not be near cars or any kind of like signs of humans. I just wanted to be alone with my thoughts. I didn't listen to anything. I didn't listen to podcasts. I wasn't trying to like lift my mood. I just wanted to let myself think for a full hour um, or more. And so that went really great. And so I was going over it in my head. I wanted to let myself just kind of like listen to myself and figure out like what is going on why am I being so hard on myself right now um you know what what happened why couldn't I sleep I was feeling super excited the night before and so why was I getting all this like anxiety kind of like worried sleep and what I discovered was that I was super excited yes um but I realized that I had this belief that I always fuck up good things that happen to me. So this is not actually going to work out. Um, I was totally thinking that like, oh, like, you know, my iPad and downloading my brushes and like having less of a barrier and stuff like that. I'm going to be so prolific and I'm going to be super successful. It's going to be like the answer to all of my problems, right? Um, but then I have this underlying belief that like I always fuck up the things that happen to me that are good and so it's not actually gonna work out. So of course I had this like anxiety con cocktail, right? When I was going to bed. And so it totally kept me from sleeping. And then I was thinking about all the evidence of that being th true, like I was thinking, everything about my past right like where I feel like I totally messed up like thinking about all the things I quit in middle school I quit in high school all the things I quit like during college and all the relationships that didn't work out and the number of times that like um you know good things would happen with art and then like you know I just totally would like get blackout drunk the next day and and totally just ruin like a good time and just I was just thinking about all the times that like I ruined opportunities and I thought yep I am a self-sabotager like this is what I do I knew this all along so I went to thinking about, okay, how am I going to solve this? Especially with the sleep problem thing. Because this has happened before where like I would get this kind of anxiety, like maybe kind of like fantasizing, like worried fantasizing of the future, thinking that, oh my God, this is going to solve all my problems. But then on the other side, also thinking like, nope, it's not going to work out, like all that kind of stuff. 
So I was thinking like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, do I need to be more strict with my planning? But wait, like I had a really great plan. I just couldn't sleep. So do I need to learn how to meditate? Do I need to take medication to help me sleep? But I know ultimately that those don't actually give you good sleep. Like, what do I need to do? And I was like, you know, brainstorming these um brainstorming these solutions all still from thinking and believing that I fuck up good things and I am a self-sabotager like that's what I do so the solution is I need to stop self-sabotaging right like that seems um intuitive that seems logical seems to make sense but then I got the idea while I was walking still that, you know, I know that self-sabotage is a thought, actually, right? It's just a sentence. It's just a label. It's optional. And so I just thought about it, like, okay, if that's an optional way to look at this, how is this not self-sabotage? How is this maybe good things like how is this like not me ruining things like what how else can I look at this how can it actually maybe be good things and so I thought about it and I really like you know like connected the thoughts I connected the dots that you know it really led me to where I am now like all of those things that happened and all of those things that I did in the past it totally led me to everything that I have now which there are things in my life right now that I would not ever trade ever right so for example it led me to discovering life coaching and really finding the purpose of my life. I struggled so much for most of my life with not knowing who I am, not knowing what I want to do, not knowing like what is meant for me. And then I found life coaching and it was just one of those things that like is like it's it feels like it's one of my vertebrates, right? So all of the stuff that I did in the past led to me here, like me quitting my job and me like, you know, ending a relationship so I can travel and all that kind of stuff, right? Like that led me to this. And then now, because of that, it led me to having like the most aligned experience with my art. Like it really feels like my art feels like exactly what I want and how I want it to look and who I am and all of that stuff. And again, I used to really, really struggle with feeling like my art doesn't feel like me. It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel like my voice. It feels like I'm a copycat, all that kind of stuff. So all of that stuff led to these things that I would not trade ever in the world, right? So that's what all this quote-unquote self-sabotage led me to. So maybe it's not self-sabotage, like maybe it's self-guidance. Maybe it's all leading me to something. So for example, like, you know, I was, I was, I started YouTube at one point and I was growing YouTube and it was, it was awesome. I was getting like, quite a big following and then I quit and I used to really consider that like one of my biggest self-sabotage but really I really struggled during that time when like my YouTube was growing a lot in the beginning with that feeling of like my art is not authentic it doesn't feel like me and so it wasn't like my fully formed voice that I have now and so I if I had kept going if I didn't quote-unquote self-sabotage I would have maybe gotten successful and at least like people would have started to really know me for something that I didn't feel like was really me right Um, so in a way I'm I'm glad that like 
I have the audience that I have now at, at, at the fully formed voice that I have now with my art, because then if I were to like get bigger from here, it really feels like sweet. Like people are really going to know me for this, you know? Um, some other things, for example, like, you know, quitting my job and quitting the industry and stuff like I, I obviously didn't want to work in the video game industry. I obviously wanted to, there was other things in my life that I was a lot more passionate about and, for sure, that's life coaching. And two, it's really making making art for me and, and my personal work. And I guess like kind of like having collectors, like people who want to specifically buy from me and not um, me working in a studio. So really, it all led me to things that I really, really wanted. And so now I just don't think ever that I'm a self-sabotager. Like, I just have removed that label from anything that I do that maybe is something I didn't want to do or things that didn't really work out. And so that's like the quick and simple way to decide. Like, that's how you can never self-sabotage again is you just stop calling it self-sabotage, right? And I really love calling it self-guidance. And But I can, I can definitely show you more how if you want to stop doing certain behaviors, how first you got to stop calling it self-sabotage. Um, you know, what I was doing here was I was without really realizing it, right? But it's just from habit, um, just from because I've been practicing so much about like thought work. Um, I was using bigger thinking to solve this problem. Um, Albert Einstein said, no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. So that was me in the past a lot, right? Using like smaller thinking. And that was me in the beginning of my walk. I was using smaller thinking, right? Like, oh, I'm a self-sabotager. That is just the truth. It is just fact. It is an observation that I am making of the truth of who I am. It's not subjective or a thought, right? It's just this truth. And so let's solve this problem by... Um, from the place of believing that and and reducing self-sabotaging behaviors, like just focusing on the action, right? Focusing on the action um, that I'm labeling as self-sabotage. Bigger thinking is up-leveling your consciousness. Um, like Albert Einstein says, right? It's like you're, you're zooming out and, and really seeing, and for me in this case, seeing that the thought I am a self-sabotager is just a sentence in my mind, right? Seeing it for what, is, for what it really is, just a thought. And then questioning it. Like, is that really the truth? How is it not the truth? How is something else possibly the truth? And so what bigger thinking is doing is that you're solving the problem at the root cause, right? Like, which is my thinking, Instead of, um, instead of like staying in the box. The way I like to think about it is um, I, I have a couple, I have a couple of um, real, I have a couple of ways to look at it. There's an abstract way of looking at it and then like a real world example. Um, have you guys ever had like a facial where you go to a spa or a treatment place, right? And then they will do like a facial on you. They'll put a bunch of like, you know, they'll put like, um, some like lotions and all this stuff on your face. And then, and then there are times, not all facials do this, but there have been times where I would go into a facial and they would use tools. Like they look like, I don't know what they are, but they just, they use tools and they start picking at your face. Like, 
any of the, any of like, you know, little bumps that you might have on your face or, or your zits and, and like, um, they will pop it, right? And then they will pick at it and they pretty much are trying to like smoothen your face by, by scratching at your face using these tools and trying to smooth it that way, right? Um, I've always thought that as being like extremely painful and also like, I think uh, a good example of like small thinking because what it's not actually doing, it's just treating the symptom and not even treating, but it's just like, um, yeah, like, like picking at your skin like that without actually solving the root of the problem, which is what is actually causing there to be zits in the first place, right? Or why is there, why is there all these bumps? And then instead like treating that, does that make sense? Um, that's the way I, I, I'm kind of thinking about it, how it's like so much less inefficient. And what happens is that when you, you go to a facial, yeah, they pick your face, but then you're just going to keep having the same problem. And then you're going to go to another facial and do the same thing over and over again, instead of like solving the problem at the root. Um, here's the abstract way that I think about it. It's like, imagine a circle or a box, let's say a box, right? And the problem is inside the box. And so small thinking is looking for the solution inside the box, right? Like, um, it's like looking, it's like thinking the problem is inside the box and the solution is in the box too. Bigger thinking is zooming out. Bigger thinking is taking ourselves outside of the box completely. So that that's where I think, you know, that's why it makes sense when people say like you got to think outside the box right um it's like you you zoom out you think bigger um you you look at you look at all of it you don't just zoom in so with this self-sabotage thing right I decided I like went out of the box and I decided that the problem I self-sabotage isn't actually a problem right? It's just a thought. And I get to decide how I label these things that happen that we think like, like for everyone too, right? People consider themselves like, um, uh, like procrastination as self-sabotage. How is that self-guidance actually? So yeah, I really consider everything that I used to deem as self-sabotage now as self-guidance. And what's awesome about that by changing that thinking and changing that language is that it leads me to immediately just learn from the thing I did instead of spinning about like, you know, oh, I'm sabotaging myself and ruining opportunities and all the judgment that comes with thinking like I'm a self-sabotager right? Like it, that's all just such a waste of time and just is so unuseful. And so when you're actually learning from your self-sabotage, quote unquote, because you're seeing it as self-guidance, then you're going to be quote unquote sabotaging yourself so much less because you're just like learning from it and like figuring out the solution at the root cause. And that's really how you also like improve and never self-sabotage again, right? I hope that all makes sense. Um, so I kept going with this though, cause I was thinking about how like, how amazing it was for me, how changing the language um, from self-sabotage to self-guidance really helped me skip all of the parts where I beat myself up and judge myself about it. Like it just made me skip all of that and go straight to like, oh, this is self-guidance. That means there's just something for me to learn. That's all. 
There's just something for me to, for me to learn here. And that's just all I got to do. And so I thought about how, like, how can I apply this kind of like changing the language to a bunch of other things? So for example, you know, with my clients, like the worst thing that can happen in the world is making a bad drawing, right? Like that's the label that we've put on drawings that we just don't think like turned out the way we wanted, or um, it's just not, uh, it's either a bad drawing or a good drawing. But I really curious, like what if we just stopped calling bad drawings, bad drawings? What if we just called it learning drawing? For example, I'm still working on this. You can think of your own, names for your drawings right like if you want like if something really resonant and if you have a good one please send it to me because I think this can be really useful um but like yeah what if it's just called oh this is a learning drawing it's not a bad drawing it's not a drawing I need to hide and never show anybody this is one of my learning drawings and then it's not a good drawing because these are my good drawings. Like if you think about it, right? Like our good drawings, the ones that the ones that like turned out the way we wanted, it means that for that specific drawing, there was nothing we needed to learn, right? We had all the we had all the information and all the like skills that we needed to make that as good of a drawing as it was. And so uh, that's a good drawing. But if a drawing didn't turn out the way we wanted, all it means is that there was there is still some missing things in our learning, right? So this is a learning drawing. I don't know. That's one thought that I had. Another one that I was thinking about is procrastination or just like lack of action, not following through. Oh my God, there is so much judgment and so much baggage, right? That comes with like procrastination, the word procrastination. And so when we label something like when we label a lack of action that we took and we call it like procrastination it's so easy to like go down beating ourselves up rabbit holes right and like thinking that something's wrong with us for procrastinating and all that kind of stuff and so I was thinking about like how can we change the language there too um this is again not final I'd love to think more about it and again if you think of like better words um that's really useful for you that like just help you go straight into learning rather than um, beating yourself up. But um, please send it to me. But I was, the thing I wrote was compensation action. So the reason why I thought about compensation action is because um, compensation action, you know, whenever we procrastinate, it's because oftentimes it's because we're avoiding something, right? Like for example, with drawing, Oftentimes it's because we're avoiding something um, with the drawing. So like we're avoiding the fear that we would feel of making a bad drawing, or the fear of failure. Um, you know, there's like some negative emotion around drawing that we're avoiding, right? There's a problem there. Like we're not having fun with drawing. There's something going on that we're not enjoying. And so then what we do is we use like external things like video games or YouTube or food or alcohol or something to like avoid, um, to avoid those negative emotions. Like the way I think about it is like that we're compensating for it, right? So we have a problem, which is that art is not fun. Art is, you know, full of fear and anxiety and so we're compensating those negative emotions with like all these external things so that's what I that's what I'm kind of like thinking so then if I call it if I'm if I'm procrastinating quote-unquote and I call it 
I'm compensation action, right? Like then I can just think, okay, then what was I compensating for? What was like, what was a, um, what was something that I, that is not great in my life or, or great about the thing that I'm, that I wanted to do. And so I compensated for it with, um, with YouTube and stuff. Okay. So I guess I was compensating for the fact that like I was not having fun drawing. I'm really scared of a bad drawing. And so there's something for me to learn there. I learn about that and it's like, oh, okay. So I need to learn to be okay with bad drawings or something like that. Right. It's just like, it just leads us straight into learning and skip all of the beating ourselves up. Anyway, I hope this was useful. Um, I hope this got you thinking and maybe help you like like really let go of that label that you have, which is I'm a self-sabotager or I'm a procrastinator, um, right? And like really see it, it's all just guidance. It's all just something for you to learn from. Okay, awesome. If you wanna take this work to a deeper level, if you're really struggling to zoom out, like you're really not thinking bigger, like it really feels like you're just zooming in and you just keep creating the same self-sabotage cycle, right? Like you're not actually getting out of the box. It just feels like you're believing everything you're hearing your brain says and it's just not, you're just not in the habit of like thinking bigger and like really being able to like catch your thoughts for what they are, just sentences, please contact me. Um, this is exactly what I do. I do free consult calls and in our free consult call too, I can already show you just where you're doing this. Like just seeing it for, for a thought, you know, just seeing the thought in itself can be so valuable um, and already help you start to wiggle its truth so that then you can like, you know, create new results from new thinking. Awesome. Okay. Anyway, you can, you can contact me on um, Instagram or there's a link to my calendar somewhere in the description. Um, all right, guys, thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.